and welcome to For the Record, our bi-weekly show in which we take one recently released album and take a deep dive into it. You can listen to us every other Thursday at 9.30 a.m. on BFF.fm or subscribe to the podcast at For the Record Podcast, all one word, dot com. This week we're talking about the debut self-titled record from British singer-songwriter Jade Bird, and we'll start with the song that inspired me to want to go see her perform at the South by Southwest Music Conference last year, and it's called Lottery. I tell you about a guy that I've been with you, ask out. Oh, is he and I left 26? No, but he's 30. wondering on this song when she talks about dating somebody who's 30 and it's messed up it's because she wrote this song when she was 19 she's 21 now and we saw her last year at south by southwest when she was 20 and she's this tiny little woman who really impressed me because she was so fiery and she said she was playing her 12th set of the south by southwest festival which is a lot of small venue performances by artists from around the world and so often they end up just playing a ton of performances and this was indoors at a claustrophobic little venue called Cheer Up Charlie's the inside stage and she just completely won over the crowd and was so relaxed and her voice was so powerful that it made me really want to see what music she was going to release. Yeah this was I, I think her first single that she released and it actually charted it was a number one adult alternative adult alternative song whatever that exactly means and it always feels a little weird for us to be oh we're calling attention to some artist who charted like that but i still feel like she's not really well known and it is really remarkable because yeah she just has that kind of tremendous charisma and that voice and these songs like she is shockingly assured as a songwriter for someone who is writing at that age and that she wrote the song when she was 19. And so it's sort of so weird and kind of charming to say like, oh, I was 19. Like, you're 19 right now. And yet she sells it because there's that sort of world weariness to her viewpoint and her voice. And I guess some of that comes from she's been performing live since much earlier in her teens. 
Yeah, and she's got a really great story. She was raised by a, she had she was kind of raised all over Europe because her dad was in the military and moved them around all over the place and then walked out on her mom when she was 7. And so they went to live with her mom's mom whose husband had also left. And so she's raised by these two independent women kind of getting the message early on that men aren't that trustworthy and you can't count on them. And I think that really comes through in her songs. Yeah, there's this tremendous skepticism I, I might even call it that she's kind of jaded uh, again shocking at 20 or 21 but that she's able to channel it not into grief but into this triumphant declaration of independence and I think that that carries through so many of these songs and it will certainly I think be recognizable in the nest track we'll play which is another one of the singles it's called I Get No Joy Together in a do it all again, wrap it to the star, straight up to the A. I'm such a fool, got everything in you. Yeah, my heart is a blue, I'm singing for nothing. I get no joy. I get no joy. All the words of my music is in a get them out my head. Everything becomes everything you live in. If I did, would intervention come to me in a dream? Or is that just what the directors and the pills and other deflectors would have you believe? Psychotic, hypnotic, erotic, which parts is your thing? But how many days a week do you feel? Electric, connected, unexpectedly affected, what do you need? What do you need? I get no job. Gay Bird which in fact is her given name. It sounds like such a kind of, ooh, I want a cool kind of magical sounding pseudonym, stage name. Nope, that's her real given name. And here she, she starts to show her versatility as a performer. That first song is the British artist coming and then doing this amazing country pop. Yeah, her, her original EP was called Something American. And yeah, it's you would not guess it. And here she keeps that same twang in her voice, but the music is much more, I would call much more pop, a lot less country, and has this wonderful moment of, you know, the twangy moments and that rollicking I Get No Joy chorus combined with this just rapid fire, you know, almost jabber singing. That it's very funky. Yeah, it really works. But yeah, she's... Uh, it, you know, I'm not going to call it rapping, but it's it's not what I it's would have expected. Yeah. But it's that just but the rapid fire. And yeah, it's 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 very percussive. It's, exactly, more percussive than melodic, and it works successfully. And she's able to cram so much into this song. It's it's like two. It's less than three minutes, and yet there's first you know a bunch of different verses. The verses are what like ten seconds long, but don't feel that short. There's mm-hmm. two different bridges, one of which we heard there. And you get the sense that she's not in any inclination to waste her time. She might be young, but every second counts. Yeah, there's a the bluesy funk vibe from this, I think, is the one that makes it most evident that one of the producers of this album is Simone Felice, who's one of the Felice brothers, or I guess a member of the Felice brothers, I should say, and produced like the Lumineers and some of the other bands that have sort of this Americana rock sound. And I think that comes through. And there's a lot of interesting instrumentation. There's a 
synthesizer under that chorus that I was trying to pick out. We couldn't find the credits, but there's a lot going on that's make gives the song a lot of depth. So the songs are all her own, and she's been very vocal about making clear that she writes her own songs. And I think the quote that I read from her in an interview is, I don't need a middle-aged white man telling me how to write my feelings and that these songs might be perfect, but they want she wanted them to be hers without anybody telling her how to make them better. But I think there's been some a lot of help on the production to really fill out the sound. Yeah, I think, um, yeah, if you just, you can find at least album credits, but of course, which is on which song, I'm going to guess that this is David Barron, who play, apparently plays a billion different kinds of keyboards. And also is credited as a co-producer, along with Simone Felice. Yeah, and so gives it this yeah real fleshed out and epic sound. So the, the thing that I like about this record is that it can go to these really powerful rockin' sing-alongs down to really stripped down beautiful kind of quiet numbers that are almost easy to miss and that's the case in the next song we'll play called does anybody know time goes slowly walking through the city like the reckoning i'm alone And all this noise Static from the TVs And the telephone poles That won't connect you to me Does anybody know that I'm mad waiting? Does anybody know I still call for you? Does anybody know there's a soul I think if I have any criticism of this album, it's that these quieter songs get a little bit lost with all the power of the singles. But I think this is such a beautiful song that just shows how strong her songwriting is, that it's not just about belting out those sing-along lyrics or great production or great backing bands she just has a really beautiful voice and songwriting style yeah it's nice that as much as i was talking about her willingness to just cram as much as she could into a short song here she lets it breathe a little bit more and i really appreciate the instrumentation where it's the guitar up front and then almost subliminal is this really muted I think it's just like a muted kick drum. Mm-hmm. It's just kind of this heartbeat underlying mm-hmm. everything. And it gives it this real intimate feeling. And yet, even as I, th- I think she's letting it breathe, there are little touches here that really give you a sense of the urgency. And we heard that where we come out of the ver- uh, out of the chorus rather, and then just sort of immediately into the next verse and they kind of blend into each other. So even though it feels expansive and it has a chance to breathe there's it's still pulling you along it's it still has its own sort of drama i also love the fact that this gives so much empathy it creates so much empathy for me for her as a songwriter that a lot of these songs are kind of kiss off like very 
confident and really delivering a punch to the subject, especially in the next song that we're going to play, which is called Uh Uh-huh. But this one really shows her vulnerability. And, you know, it's all about, does anybody even know that I'm out here, like, in this pain without you? And it's it's very genuine. Yeah, well, the entire middle of this album is dominated by these various sorts of breakup songs coming from different angles and different perspectives. And I think it's really displays her confidence that the first one of this series is this one where it's all about letting her longing and vulnerability step to the front. And I think it makes what comes next where the vulnerability maybe steps back a little bit and by back a little bit, I mean, is gone it, it makes that that much have that much more impact and so let's get right to it in fact with the song called uh-huh she wears short skirts so you don't ask her if you can check her phone talk about the guys at work so you feel egocentral like fancy cars and football teams is she like continental with a european accent does she speak oh so gentle and it's none of my business and i don't want to get involved if you're thinking that she's good God no, God no She got you on your knees like a little boy Everybody sees that you're just a little toy She's got a box full that it ain't like God She asks you if you love her and you nod and say Uh-huh She got you where it hurts But you don't seem to see The wash is out of work She's doing what you did to me The washes are the work She's doing what you did to me She got you on your knees Like a little boy so This is another single that charted I think peaking at number three On that same one And you can see why The energy here and the humor here Are so off the charts And then the song itself Has this wonderful kind of narrative flow where we have this verse pre-chorus chorus a couple times where it's oh I see what's happening and I'm just you know it's none of my business I'm just you know letting you know and it almost seems altruistic and then we hear in the bridge well you know actually you're my ex and you screwed me over so I'm really happy that this woman is mistreating you yeah she's doing what you did to me yeah and so it kind of turns all of the faux concern on its head Uh, well i don't know that it's happy it's just kind of pointing out like yep this is kind of like you're getting what you deserve yeah but but also i almost see a little bit of a she's like well this is apparently what you want because you want someone who wears a short skirt and you can just not she doesn't really ask much of you you just get to look at her and not really ask what she's doing and when she asked you if you love her just oh yeah well sure whatever (laughs) uh so she's not asking much of him and (laughs) it's i also really like that she's pushing her voice here and it's such a powerful voice but it almost it makes it more charming the fact that it's kind of i don't want to say cracking but it's pushing its limits and it really conveys her emotion and it's it's kind of a raspy sound in that chorus yeah when she unleashes it it is a little scary Mm -hmm. and 
it has, yeah, that very rough edge. And then I think the production is really smart here because then there's this really warm, honey sounding organ that's just mm-hmm. so smooth and sweet. And the contrast between those, again, I think adds to the impact and it sounds fantastic. It's just such a rollicking toe tapper. And I think this pairs well with the next song we'll play, which is has a similar vibe and is called Good At It. Is she a saint? Is a skin made of gold? That's all I can think of or why you don't call me no more. And our love's made of steel. So when she says she loves you, you forget how I made you feel. Is she good at it? Is she good at it? Does she own it so tight? such a great pairing with Uh aha because Mm -hmm. it's a very it's describing a similar situation but the tone of it where Uh aha was all brash and confident here there's much more kind of insecurity and doubt creeping in and it's again the nice pairing of it like oh the situation can really look different depending on your perspective because there she was sure that this new woman was pretty terrible mm. and then here she she's doubting herself because yeah she's maybe she feels more sad i think there there was more anger and here there's more sadness okay i i feel like this one is also pretty angry and i think a lot of it's sort of sarcastic like where's this goddess like she must be so amazing because we had a great relationship and she stole you away but at the same time recognizing that she's probably just not that great yeah it, it, it's I think, yeah, the, the, the insecurity is very uh, yeah, it's, uh, tongue-in-cheek. But I, I think this is another song where it highlights how the production and having someone who's experienced and is good at this sort of production really enhances her songwriting because the hand claps and the the drumming really add a lot to the song to make it sound full. And, and like, the, the beat is really... Uh, you know, it's kind of like a swing beat, I guess. Yeah, I, yeah, you, I don't know how best. To, no, I don't know how best to describe it, but yeah, it's got a real kind of you know, rollicking yeah, kind of yeah, it, it's, it like it's, gallops along. Yeah, it it is it it has its own. It's not in a hurry, but it does feel like it's it's getting to that conclusion, and then the conclusion is this weird kind of hand clap and organ. Yeah, everything drops out. Yeah, and it's just the the hand claps and the organ and. It's a little bit of a strange coda at the end. Yeah, but it's, I think, maybe a little bit of that sense of maybe I'm okay with this. Like, I, I, you know, I'm kind of expressing doubts, but then I'm kind of realizing, yeah, that she's just someone and now you're with her and that that's fine because clearly we were not meant to be. Another and- expression of the, sing- the sense of insecurity is on the next song we'll play. It's called Seventeen. You're not the first one to leave me and you won't be the last It just doesn't heat me like it did in the past I will never be seen to act like you have 
So take someone easy and leave it at that. Stay, let me explain why I act so mean. Don't look away, baby, it's not all that it seems. I'm so afraid that you'll just get up and leave. My heart will break like I'm 70. Break like I'm 70. I say less than I should, I say more than I mean I would try if I could, but I'm all I can be If I had more I would change the core But you see I have walls that have stood before you ever loved me After that sequence of breakup songs, we have this, I guess, pre-breakup song, the things aren't over, but she's really worried they'll end. And there's this tremendous vulnerability that we heard before on the Does Anybody Know? And it at least starts off with the same sort of stripped back instrumentation of just her and the piano. And she's credited as playing piano on the album. So I can imagine her playing the piano. So just her and her piano on stage and with the real echoey production it just you can imagine her in this cavernous hall on a huge stage and i'm kind of put in the mind of with, with acting there's sort of that you know oscar clip where someone's just like okay this is my bid and i, I can just, just imagine gonna, her playing this at an awards show i was just gonna say like that scene in a star is born yeah where well and that's the thing is then when she opens up into the bridge and you hear the strings and i can just imagine the lights coming on yeah. behind her or a curtain pulling up. Yeah. And oh my God, there's a string section yeah. and it's so dramatic, but it's also, you know, it's really effective. This is also probably the least country-ish song on the album. And the fact that it's, you know, a numeric title about an age, I do get a little bit of a, like Adele vibe because I guess her oh, albums yeah, were named point. after the yeah. age she put them out. Yeah. And here she's like, oh, like my, how vulnerable I was at, a, at 17. Never mind. That was like three years ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah, it's it, but it does just have that sense of swinging for the fences as sort of that kind of giant pop star. Yeah, Adele came to mind for me as well. And I love that there's so much self-awareness in this song for someone who's this young. I found it to be very relatable about having so much, having your experience been that men really aren't trustworthy and aren't going to stick around. And so maybe just drive drive this guy off that she loves because she doesn't want she can't like stand the waiting for him to walk out on his own and being able to express that and say hey you know this this was in me before you ever came around and this is just how I am yeah the remarkable self-awareness I wish I were this self-aware when I was 21 <laughs> or now or now <laughs> But yeah, she's really lets it, it. It's a great contrast to her sort of belting her voice out on the ro more rockin' songs to really showing the power of her voice in a more contemplated and vulnerable moment. Yeah. And so, coming from this, again, tremendous vulnerability, I think the walls come back up a little in the next song we'll play. It's called Love Has All Been Done Before. You almost had
funny. We record the show by talking a little bit and then listening to the next song that we're going to play and then figuring out which section we're going to play and then talking about it. And I've noticed that throughout this episode, we keep coming in pretty much always at the second verse and then listen to the bridge and the chorus. And that's sort of where it amps up. And so there is a little bit of a pattern here that is working for her. Yeah, it's... I'm not going to hold against her that she has found what I would say a comfort zone where these combination of elements really ramp up so nicely that just first chorus, first chorus, bridge, and it's sort of the, yeah, here, introduce the idea, stay kind of quiet, ramp up the energy, oh, kind of subvert your expectations, and the triumphant or maybe kind of depressing conclusion. Mm-hmm. And it's a framework that works for know a lot of these kinds of songs but it is something that you know you always wonder oh well as someone evolves as a songwriter will she mixed up because there are a handful of songs where she does like the number of pre-choruses i think there's only one song that has them and holy moly though it's really great to have it when it does show up and so i would look forward to future work maybe surprising us a little more but when the energy is there and the ability to kind of really dig into these themes and and strong emotions because similar to we had some pairings during those breakups i think this is a great pairing with 17 where that was kind of this very vulnerable oh maybe this won't work out and then this is a very triumphant like well maybe this won't work out and it's it's not anything bad but you're just not awesome enough for me and her claiming that power and just someone who's kind of nice and sweet isn't enough and I deserve more than that and good for her she's really selling it and embracing like she deserves everything in this world yeah it's so great to see a young woman who's very self-possessed and has a sense of her own voice and has a view of herself in the world that she's trying to communicate and who has such a powerful vocal skill and songwriting ability all together and she's just you know, when you see her live, she's got such charisma and such charm that I can see her becoming a big star. Well, yeah, and she's getting started at a nice early age to put out this first album. And it's, you know, we're noticing it. Some of these songs are charting. She's getting great reviews for the album. And, you know, her being on that award stage, maybe not for this album, but it's the sort of thing that you see happening with this level of talent and that that's she's being good about picking the producers and collaborators to work with to make the most of that song of the songwriting and so it's it's just exciting to see someone who's like okay this this could be a big star and we don't know yet but it seems more likely than not so we're gonna go out with the next song that's called if i die and again you've been we've been discussing jade bird's self-titled debut and you've been listening to for the record thanks so much for listening if i If you're sad, then maybe
I caught breath of air as I feel.